Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. This is why it's such a thankless job to be the safety, run down there, and just go get knocked out. Jermaine Pratt goes and makes the sack. Everybody's praising Jermaine Pratt, and people are even making fun of Scott. But it's what a team player to just go run out there, go get knocked out so your teammate gets a sack. And I think that's so that's, that's such an example of being like such a team player, such a dude. I think I think this limited role for Scott has really made him play a lot better. He's not needed at, to be as reliable, which has been the biggest issue with some of the reliability, but he's been a good blitzer. And I, I feel like some people are going to mark that as like a negative one. Like, Hey, don't get pancaked by the running back. My thought on that is he moved the running back out of the way. And that is like the ultimate team player. Like I don't want to go get knocked out by a, by a fullback. <laughs> you know, I don't want to go run out there, get knocked out by a fullback. Everybody else gets the sack, but somebody has got to do it. And he did. So 
wanted to give a quick shout out on that play. I know we we're talking about Trey Hendrickson and yes, he's incredible and he made an awesome play there as well. But the design of that was so cool. And then shout out Nick Scott for being the guy to just go, go get knocked out. So you're, so Jermaine Pratt can get a sack. So I'm cool. so sad. You know, speaking of um, I'm kind of going to Pratt right now, I'm so sad that that pick six didn't count. Oh, and it's, it's a weak call on Hendrickson there. I think it was correct, but yeah. it's really weak. So the Vikings all day were we're doing so many breakdowns right now. The Vikings so all day, sorry. yeah. The Vikings all day were doing the silent count of head down, and once the head comes up, he snaps the ball. And what they did there was smart. He went head down, head up, waited like a millisecond, and then snapped the ball. But Hendrickson is anticipating timing. And once he sees the head go up all day, they've been snapping the ball right when the head goes up. So he jumps right when the head goes up and that millisecond time and then snap got it. And I don't even know if he 100% was offsides. I think his helmet was, but the official seeing him move before the ball moves is sometimes it's going to, they're just going to throw the flag right mm -hmm. out because it looks like your offsides looks like you jumped early and they credit to the Vikings for pulling that out in that moment. But I had no effect on the play. Had no effect. Jermaine Pratt should have had a pick six. Same time, I'm facing my fiance in the fantasy playoffs, and she had the Bengals defense. So that would have been eight points. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> so selfishly, they won. I'm happy. I'm sad for Pratt. I'm a little happy for myself. <laughs> All right. It didn't impact the game, you know? It didn't That's matter. Right. That's right. It mattered. So uh, they still won the game. But yeah, just the defense, you know, effort, great effort by them. Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll look to the, the Pittsburgh game later this week and we'll have more of a breakdown on Tuesday's podcast. But is there anything else you would like to say about this game after we or before we wrap it up? Um, it might have been the roughest game of DJ Turner's young career so far. I think he got picked on a little bit. I think that the linebacker, um, Wilson, I think, and the safeties also got picked on a little bit. But they all turned it around, and they all made plays. Um, Turner, it, the length showed up. And I talked about this when I first wrote about him, and I think when we talked about him after they took him, was he's got short arms. He's got short arms for being a corner. And that doesn't always show up. But when Nick Mullins puts one on the floor and Jordan Addison is reaching way down to get it, diving, if he had an extra inch on his hands, on his arms, that ball gets tipped, knocked down but he's diving outstretched arm and it just gets around him. And that's, it's frustrating because he played it really well and then gave up a touchdown. So I think Turner has been a good player. I don't want to look at stats of like yards given up in this game. I think it's going to look bad. Some of those are also, he's playing cover three bail and they're running out routes. Like that's just, a, that's just a beater. That's just, you know, for a rookie corner, like he's not Richard Sherman yet, <laughs> or he might never be probably never will be a hall of famer, but maybe hopefully, uh, but you know, like he's a, he's a rookie and that's an, that's, that's designed to beat that coverage. So I'm not too concerned about that, but yeah, the length did show up on that Jordan Addison touchdown, which was kind of a lucky play. There was a few lucky plays from Mullins, a few lucky plays from, Browning uh, just wide receivers. We talked about it like uh, the chase versus Jefferson, but it also turned into Addison and Higgins being stars too. They both made some huge plays in this game. Both had two touchdowns, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. They, they were <laughs> talked so much about chase and Jefferson, but I feel like the two biggest receivers of the game were Addison and Higgins because of everything they did later on in the game down the stretch. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 
Uh, one last thing I do want to say, I thought it was really cool that Justin Jefferson was wearing the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase and Justin Je Jefferson sweatshirt. That did not help. That did not help all the conspiracies out there that Justin Jefferson is going to be a Cincinnati Bengal. And then, and then him in a, the Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson postgame photo. There's going to be a lot of people out there. They're, they're going to buy into how does, how does the Cincinnati Bengals make this happen? Um, but I thought that was really cool. And then obviously, you know, being able to stop them, even with their best player, one of the top receivers, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL, even though Jamar Chase said that he's number one. Um, it was really, it was really fun to see. Uh, it Like I said, it was one of the most impressive wins. Honestly, I, I don't want to say this, but I know Zach Taylor felt really confident in it. You know, one of the was. I would say a difficult when you're playing a top five defense, you're playing the backup quarterback and Jake Browning. Can he do it again? They were able to do it when it mattered in the fourth quarter and come back when I thought the game was over after his interception. Um, credit to this coaching staff again. I think you should put Zach Taylor in the coach of the year candidate. I know there's a lot of coaches right now playing with backup quarterbacks, but what he's been able to do, and you can look at yesterday's game as an example, DJ Reader's out majority of the game, Jamar Chase is out in an important part of the game, and they still found a way to win a game um, in overtime and extra football. You could look at the last three years. I mean, what are we doing with this Zach Taylor hate at this point? Yeah. Like, do I think he's Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan? Maybe not. Do I think he's a good coach? Yeah. And I think he's a good offensive coach. I think he's a good – him, Callahan, Pollock, and all these guys are designing stuff that makes sense to me, and it's worked. And I got hate for saying they've been a top-five offense. Look at the stats, man. Like, whether it's points per game or DVOA, which is an advanced stat that takes – which I think is the best, like, quick-look stat because it takes into account your opponent's um, – how good your opponent is and – you know, field position, try to take everything into account. You look at EP expected points added per play and success rate and all these things. They're, they, they were top five offense last year, and that was with Chase missing time. When Burrow was healthy, top five offense this year. And with Browning, I mean, they've been really good. So I think we can kind of move on from the idea that Zach Taylor, it feels like once we talked about it before, because I remember making the same comparison, but there's so many people that like wait there, like hands rubbing for a bad game. So they can so they can go talk about Joe Brady or they can go talk mm -hmm. about um, the enemy or one of these guys like we got to fire Zach or we got to make Zach give up play calling. We got to go find a guy that uh, can really scheme things up. It's like, you know, you've got you've got an offense. Do they make things look difficult sometimes? Maybe. Is it working? Yeah. So uh, looking easy doesn't get you extra points. <laughs> like the, the Dolphins make everything look easy and against bad teams. It doesn't look easy against hard teams, though. And I think with the Bengals, sometimes it doesn't look as easy as it should against easy teams. But they're able to do it against every team for the most part. I think there's a couple teams that have given some issues once in a while. But for the most part, when I watch it, it's like, yeah, this makes sense. And – I just want to give a quick shout out to those guys. I hope Brian Callahan, this might be like I, at early on this year. I was like, man, that sucks. He's not going to get a head coaching job this year. He's probably back on some radars. 27 against Brian Flores. I think a lot of people are looking at Flores as a head coach, and you could you could argue they went back and forth in this game, and the Bengals came out on top. So I don't know. I think I he might get some looks. I agree. If you're able to do this with your backup quarterback, I think it's extremely impressive. Um, but yeah, great one for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
they are currently at the playoffs were today. They are in it. There's three games to go. Feels like they need to go two and one, but we'll talk more about that. The look ahead to Pittsburgh when they're back in action on the road 